What's up, y'all? And welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. It's your girl, your host, Lillian Harshaw. On today's show, I have the multi-award winning gospel hip-hop MC, who is known for his street style and his undeniable message. It gives me an honor to bring to you Russ Shanks. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How about yourself, sister? Not too shabby, not too shabby. Um, I want to thank you for being on the show. Now, like I said, I couldn't remember. You gave me the plug for Go Ye, right? No, actually, it's reversed. It was reversed. Yeah, because you connected with him first. And uh, he mentioned that that you wanted to do an uh, an interview with him. And Mm -hmm. he he plugged me into you. And that's when I connected with you. And we said, yeah. Okay. Either way, I'm glad that I got connected with both of y'all Baltimore folks. <laughs> but we, we already family because uh, I didn't know that you knew uh, Antoine Jefferson. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't know that until la- until I listened to the show last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm part of the uh, AGR fam, but not from That's Baltimore, cool. which is weird, huh? <laughs> yeah. So um, I want to ask you, when did you start rapping when did, when did the when did you start first writing down your lyrics so i i got the got the uh i've been a, a lover of hip-hop since i was a kid like grandmaster flash all of that so I'm, I'm a child of the late 70s early 80s and um i always wanted to rap i didn't start rapping for god or for, or for the lord until uh mid 90s um mm-hmm. and it happened by mistake um, <laughs> how did it happen by mistake? <laughs> uh, at the time, I was part of a choir called the Ellie Williams Youth Choir, and we entered a competition called the um, Quaker Oats Voices of Tomorrow, kind of like the Sister Act Two type situation. Oh, just that was the vision I had. So um, we competed for scholarship money, and the choir that I sang with uh, was taught a song called Caribbean Praise by Pastor Bruce Parham. When he came and taught us the song, he came to Baltimore and teach us the song, and he said that there's a, a, a interlude part that needed somebody to rap, and or somebody needed to write a rap on this part. So, um, you know, a couple of the guys in the choir said, you know, we all gonna we gonna each write a rap, and whoever whichever one he picked, you know, we gonna go with that one. But mm-hmm. the next rehearsal day, I was the only one that returned with the with a complete rap. So I didn't, I didn't write it with the intention of actually rapping it. I thought somebody else would pick it up because I didn't see myself as an MC at the time. Um, but as I, as we rehearsed it, since I was the only one that can memorize it, I just did it. And, mm-hmm. and that kind of like sparked the, the idea that I can actually do this for God. Um, How old were you? I was what? 25, 26 years old, maybe at the time. And, um, and, you know, from there I started, uh, like, uh, writing, uh, raps for, um, my, my, my homeboy, he was a songwriter, gospel songwriter, and he would ask me to put raps in the middle of his song. And, and then I said, well, I can, my wife encouraged me to, you know, take it even further. Um, I started doing events in like in DC and other parts of the DMV and I was going by the name metaphor M E T A number four. But then I had to change that name because 
it was other artists that went by the name. It was like seven or eight other artists that went by that, that name. So I would see that name on a flyer and think, I'm like, I don't have an event next week. Why is my <laughs> <laughs> So, so um, somebody on my job, one of my employees, uh, gave me an idea. She just started calling me Russell Shanks. She said, your name, you look like your name should be Russell Shanks. Mm-hmm. And so she, she would call me that every day. So it kind of stuck. So I just, one day I'm in the studio and I just said, I'm going to just try it out. And I just started saying Russ Shanks or Shanks. And, and I be, Russ Shanks was born at that point. Mm-hmm. And the rest is history. The rest is history. Um, then I, I heard, I felt the Lord calling me uh, to do more, to, to, you know, take this, this gift to another level. And mm-hmm. I, I just been, been grinding ever since. I was, my actual first experience in the studio happened in 1999. And um, from there, I just, you know, got, felt, found, you know, found a love for just being in the studio, vibing, writing, um, uh, watching beats being created and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I just been feeling the support and love of my family um, throughout this whole thing. And I, I feel like I can keep going until the Lord tell me to stop. If someone who's like new to hearing you, how would mm-hmm. you describe your sound? Um, definitely East Coast uh, influence. Um, you know, New York, Philadelphia style, New Jersey style influence. Um, um, I'm, I try to be funny, you know, throw <laughs> like funny punchlines and mm-hmm. uh, metaphors, things that are in pop culture, that are in geek culture like comic book references, superhero references, um, mm-hmm. that I like to use words that people don't usually use. Um, like I, like I spend a lot of time on uh, rhyme dictionary and I find words that, that can replace a more simpler word and use that instead. Cause it, it's like, I want just, just like I'm captivated by, by other artists, by other MCs, those MCs are the types that, that type that make me think and, and to make, make me like look up what is he talking about to research what that MC is talking about. So I want to be that type of MC that will make you research what I'm saying, whether it be biblical or just anything social political, you know, and or just something that's in pop culture that you might not know about, you know, so. So you would say that you are an intellectual street rapper. Yes, I would. Yeah. Not the not the toot my own horn, but yeah. I, I try not to dumb Don't it go down. Ahead and toot, no, toot your horn. <laughs> yeah, I try, I try not to dumb it down. You know, even if the beat requires me to to be less uh, intellectual or less less lyrical, mm-hmm. I can't. I, I can't just uh, eliminate it completely. I have to because that, that's a piece of who I am. So I have to leave that piece in there. So. Mm-hmm. Now you brought up something I'm gonna have to ask you. Now you said comics. So are you mm-hmm. a Marvel head or a DC head? I'm both. I, I don't so I'm a Batman is my absolute favorite superhero. Okay. Right? But then okay. if I was to read off my top five, Batman is number one, Wolverine is number two. Okay. The Hulk the Hulk is number three. Uh-huh. And um um uh, Superman will be number four. Okay. And, and then Wonder Woman will be number five. So I'm I'm in the middle. Okay. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Batman's DC, then 
Who's gonna say that? Wolverine. Wolverine. That's Marvel. Hulk then you be- said Marvel. Yep, Superman DC, is one. And then DC. Yep. No Iron Man. Now Iron Man is just a uh, uh, watered down. <laughs> watered down. He's just another version of who Batman is. A rich billionaire who used gadgets to fight. So Ooh. Batman is Batman <laughs> because he's dark and you know right. he's a, and he's he's a tough guy. He doesn't. He I is. Feel like, I feel like Iron Man talks too much. Like he's he's snarky, but Batman is just like serious. Like he can he can frighten you just by looking at you. Okay, as you can see, I'm more of a Marvel head. Do love me some uh, Iron Man, and I did cry. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, Oh, Robert like a baby. Robert Downey Jr. made that character uh, believable. He played, he, played, he played the mess out of uh, Tony Stark. Real comic book heads, which it sounds like that you are, it wasn't just about the movies. It was about the actual comic books. Absolutely. So, so that's that's where I, I'm at. I'm at the comic book. So you probably like me when you're watching those movies, you get real judgy. Like that is not how that what happened. And that's not what they did. <laughs> Well, I, I I I used to be like that, but mm-hmm. I, I I learned to enjoy the movies for what they were or are because I understand mm-hmm. that they have to take creative liberties to make it more exciting because um mm-hmm. or make it more realistic because every time I uh like when I first saw the X Men movie back in two thousand um I was expecting to see them in the yellow spandex right. But then, because that's it looks different in the comics. Like seeing yellow spandex in the comics, it just you, it looks. That's different. what we was used to seeing. Yeah. But if you see it in real life, you'd be like, "What in the world? Like, what do they have on?" You know what I'm saying? So, right. I'm I'm glad that they changed up the the costumes to make it look like something that someone would wear in real life. Okay, so. I will definitely agree with you on that because that would have been ridiculous. I could not have smoked that. And I'm sorry that I got all subject, but. That's kind of how this show goes. So I, I digress. Back to you. <laughs> if you weren't doing music today or gospel music today, what do you think you'd be doing right now? Um, I really don't know. I'm, um, I, I really don't know because, uh, like, writing and, you know, just doing, I'd probably be singing somewhere. I don't know. Like try or at least trying to be a singer because that's what I wanted to do originally when I started singing with the choir. I wanted to be part of like a quartet style group, which I was at one point, uh, called Men of Purpose. Um, I used to sing with a group of uh, gentlemen called Men of Purpose, and um, I thought that we would, you know, eventually bubble, but um, mm-hmm. that didn't happen. So, and then I, I actually, you know, because of my love for hip hop. Like my love for hip hop was just so, so, so huge that when I when I when I found the Lord, I thought I had to give it up. So mm-hmm. I was really fighting against what God wanted me to do <laughs> because right. I thought give it up. And uh, but then the Lord actually told me that I was going to be what I am, which is a Christian hip hop rapper. Do you mm-hmm. think that Christian hip hop artists has a harder time crossing over into the gospel industry? I think Christian hip hop has a harder time being accepted anywhere. And the reason why I say that is because um, in the gospel, in the gospel realm, some of, some of us are considered, um, you know, too worldly or 
you know, all you got to do is hear the beat and, and then some places will run you out of there thinking you're bringing the devil into their church. Um, mm-hmm. they, they, they so busy listening to the style and not listening to the message. Um, and then on the, on the mainstream side, um, because of our message, because we're talking about Christ, because we're talking about God and giving testimony, we don't really fit in with the mainstream. The, the industry knows that there's no real money in preaching, you know, being preachy with hip hop. So right. they don't really invest. Um, the industry doesn't really invest in Christian hip hop music. So um, a lot of us, and, and I'm sure I'm speaking for a lot of Christian hip hop artists, we're fine being independent because we, we have complete control over everything that we do. Um, mm-hmm. And there's uh, no one to uh, kind of block us, you know. And and yes, it's, it's a myth that we don't really care about album sales and streams and stuff. We do care about that stuff because we want the message to be heard on all levels. But at the same right. time, it's, it's not like we're uh, going broke trying to promote ourselves to the point where we can't take care of our families. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, we that's why we appreciate you know any support that we receive you know from anybody you know that show love we we appreciate it all and we don't take it for granted um you know the the few success stories that we have in in christian hip-hop we support those people um as much as we can but i find that also that sometimes when you do reach a certain level you kind of put yourself in a position to be criticized even more because you look at people like Lecrae, you look at people like uh, Bizzle, stuff like that, salute to those brothers. It's like folks, they're so available to people that people are looking at them and saying, okay, well, since Lecrae is here, he must have done this, sold his soul to get this, or uh, teamed up with this person to do this, and that's not Christ-like, that's not God. And we actually don't know. We're just making assumptions. Um, we're right. saying we saying folks are worshiping Satan because of their success. And it's like, um, why can't God just bless him? Why, why can't he be blessed of God? Like this could be what God has intended for him to have. And, but we, we look at it as we look at success in, in Christian hip hop as a detriment. And I'm thinking like, that's what we all strive for. Like you, you will be a liar to say that I don't want to be where Lecrae is. If you, if you was a Christian hip hop artist, I would love right. to be praying right now. But what God has for me is for me, you know. So Amen. I'm gonna just keep moving. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look down on him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at him and say, Yeah, brother, I see you. You're doing your thing. God bless. Ain't no sense of hating it. Ain't no sense of hating on him. There's no sense. Yeah. Now you do a cipher. Yes. The mad mad saint cipher. And yes. y'all are on volume six right now? Volume six. We just released oh. it last week. The idea came up uh, years ago, like I would say 2011, where um, me and five other uh, Baltimore Christian hip-hop artists got together and said, we're just going to do a Baltimore cypher. And it was supposed to be like, we would do ours and then challenge D.C., Virginia, or whoever else to do one and then we'll just keep it going that way but we did ours um we, we released it got rave reviews and then 
you know, we passed it on, but n- nobody else picked it up. So when other artists was like, yo, I want to, I want to be in the next cypher. I want to, I want to be in the next cypher. And I'm like, well, you need to talk to whoever's picking it up. They're like, no, we want you to do it. <laughs> you, <laughs> you pick it up. <laughs> we want you to organize it and put it together. Mm-hmm. I, was, I got everybody together. And so we did two more Baltimore cyphers, but then, um, other folks started calling me after the uh, last two and was like, yo, you should do another one. So I said, okay, since I'm going to be the proprietor of this thing, I'm going to put it under my brand. So mm-hmm. that's when I started doing the Mad Saint Cypher. So I started with Mad Saint Cypher Volume 1, and now we're up to Volume 6. So um, it's just an awesome uh, situation because I get to work with so many artists. Um, I mm-hmm. think I've bled the DMV dry um, because I've, think I've worked with pretty much everybody, every group, <laughs> every Christian hip hop artist that, that mm-hmm. young or old or whatever, I've worked with them on these ciphers. And that and I'm still not done because I'm I'm already preparing for volume seven, which is crazy. You're like, preparing for it already? Already. Like it's like soon I mean, as y'all I mean, just dropped this one just last week, you said, right? Right. And that's the thing, is like once that, that it gets dropped or once I start doing promotions on it. That's when I start getting phone calls or people, you know, start reaching out like, bro, I want to be on the next one, bro. And mm. it's like, I can't, I can't say no because it's like, it's people that want to show their, their gift and, 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 you know, give glory to God through their music. So it's like, let's do it. You know? So what's the maximum amount of people do you have on the collabos? So I, tr- I don't exceed six. I try not to exceed six MCs and that's including me. Okay. okay. So. So it's me and five other MCs. And s- salute to She Media, aka Rashawn Tucker. She's the one who edits and films and directs everything. She she's an awesome she's an awesome MC first of all, but she she she's transitioning into uh, multimedia services. So she's doing doing a great job with the videos stuff like that. Now is she that the that. one that was in number six? No, she was actually in number one. Okay. She's a number one as as an MC, um, okay. but but she films all from number two on the stick. She filmed and edited. Okay, she better go ahead. So if you could do a collaboration with anybody, anybody secular or gospel, <laughs> who would it be? Black thought, <laughs> black thought of the roots. Get out of here! Really, I can see that. Yes, he's dope. He's dope. He's, Man. he's very underrated. He's very underrated. Listen, if um, <laughs> if I can do a, I'm, I, if I can do a collaboration with him, I can retire after that. Like, cause my, <laughs> I, I, and I mean that with everything in me because um, my whole style is like seventy percent him, because mm-hmm. I, I, like the roots were like when I first got into hip hop, I was introduced to the roots. Uh, through a friend of mine, and it's like once I heard them, I was like, wow, like the live band, all of that. Like I was just fascinated. But then Black Thought just like just kept every time I listened to him, I felt challenged to to write differently, to be better. And it's it's still happening today. Like every time he released something new, it's like I I have to absorb it and then get ideas for myself. Um, mm-hmm. So my style is like 70% him, but then there are other influences there, but he, he definitely has influenced my, my career and my style, uh, throughout, throughout this, 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 I can this see that. yeah, 
after watching your videos, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. He, he's he's a dope one for sure. Yeah. Very, like I said, underrated, underrated. And yeah. also a very intellectual rapper. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, Always reading. Like, I never think he, 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 he introduces a lot of things that you have to go read to understand. And that, mm-hmm. that that's, that's what I like. And that's what I want to bring to the table as well. Um, is like, cause it's one thing like to, if, as a Christian rapper, like I can, I can put scripture all in, in my music, but for somebody who never picked up a Bible, they wouldn't understand it. Right. Right. And, and right. it probably make them go pick up a Bible to get it. So I have to kind of like flip it and, and connect it to something that's more worldly anyway, so they can understand it and then talk about where I got it from. You understand what I'm saying? Just, you gotta, yeah, absolutely. You gotta re- talk to them at their level. Exactly. Yeah, and and it's something that um, I've heard a few pe- preachers say growing up that you can't preach to the church like the members that have been there. You got to preach to the church for the people that are coming in the door. Exactly. Keep it plain. Make it plain. Keep it plain. So yeah, yeah I, I don't feel like you're doing coming up here. I don't need college level. I need right. elementary. Make but it plain. That, that- but not insultingly dumb. No, no, right. I'm not insulting your intelligence by any means. Right. But you know, that can go either way. You can sometimes talk to somebody so smart, you sound dumb. <laughs> Facts. I want you to tell us about your single, Amen. Sure, yeah, so Amen, um, produced by Tone Jones, salute to him. Um, the song is basically a declaration, like, you know, everything that I'm saying in the, in the song, it's followed up by amen. Like, you know, you're the living God. I'm only human. Amen. Like, you know, like, so be it. That's what it is. And that's, that's what I wanted the song. That was the intention of the song to kind of like declare who God is to me and what I want to be in his will. Amen. Look, amen. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> All right, sir. I'm going to give you the honor and the privilege to introduce you're single. Y'all check it out, man. We on the Worldly Church Girl Show and you're a witness. Amen. The single from Rush Tanks. Check it out. Church, say amen. amen. 
My goal is to meet the Lord in the end. So be it, I rebuke the devil slow creeping. I lift him high, you can't give me that low ceiling. So say amen, in Jesus' name we say amen. I repent this life of sin so I can live again. I know it's rough right now, but in the end we win. We win, yeah. Uh, give me a task, God, and I'll do it. Your gifts won't go to waste, cause I'll use them. You offer me a second chance, I won't refuse it. And I'll prove it, that your word is real and it's relevant. This ain't an estimate, I'm a living testament. A better abundant life, there's no deficit. They say you only live once in this life. Because I'm born again, man, I live twice. Christ paid it with his blood, his sacrifice. So it cost me nothing just to live right. I always saw a hook jump with my comrades. I found a body. We attacking them strongholds. We leave them soggy. Proud son of a fighter. Rest in peace to mommy. She raised a little rascal. They can never stop me. Say amen. Let the church say amen. My goal is to meet the Lord in the end. So be it. I rebuke the devil slow creeping. I lift him high. You can't give me that low ceiling. So say amen. In Jesus' name we say amen. I repent this life of sin so I can live again. I know it's rough right now, but in the end we win. you hear the rain <laughs> <laughs> and you will swear that you're the best skater out there on the planet <laughs> that song is dope appreciate oh, it thank you you're welcome okay so i know you wrote the lyrics but do you do any parts of the music itself no that's all tone jones tone jones okay. is awesome so salute to him Okay, yeah, that's that. That's one of them bangers. Yeah, that's one of those summertime bangers. Right after you get your car wash, and and you put a little armor all on your tires and get it wet, that's yeah. one of them joints. That's one. <laughs> that, that amen. That chorus, amen, just draws attention. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Now, did, that, okay, I, you said you sing. So was that you singing? No, 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 no. That's no. Nah, that's all okay. part of Tony's production. Oh, no. Okay. 
All right. So you could have been like, you know, I dabbled a little bit. See, I love your honesty. (laughs) (laughs) But I I do sing a little bit. I I think I rap better than I sing now because, you know, Mm -hmm. with rapping, being an MC, your voice, you know, goes through a lot of punishment because you're you're projecting, you're yelling, you know, and then you Mm got to kind of add a little swagger to your voice, you know. So the way you rap is different than, than the way you speak. And the way you, right. sp- you speak is different than the way you sing. So it's like, it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's I, like I said right now, I feel like I rap better than I sing because I practice rapping. I don't practice singing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a little bit in the car by yourself? Uh, yeah, in the car oh, by myself. Like, come on now. <laughs> If I'm listening to John Key or, or, you know, who's my favorite uh, gospel singer, like if I wasn't listening to him or, mm-hmm. or you know, then yes. But then for me to, to try to sing like uh, Jay Moss or something, no, like I, I, I'm not that good. <laughs> You're not doing that? <laughs> no, nah, I wish I could though. I really do. I wish God would, would give me that gift, but mm-hmm. um, I'm, good with, I'm good with being an MC right now. Okay, fair enough. Now, who would you say is your biggest supporter? My okay. wife. Because How long have been married? It'll be 23 years this this month. Wow, y'all got married to babies as children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would say she's my biggest supporter because it's unbiased. I know that sounds kind of weird because she's my wife, but if a song no, doesn't, doesn't if a song doesn't sound good, she will tell me. You know, she would challenge me, and she would say you know, you could have done better or you could do better or she'll just simply say, I don't like it. And then, then I'll be like, I'll, I probably will argue with her first mm-hmm. and then right. go back and then make whatever changes she suggests. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, she, she supports me. And of course, you know, with any relationship, she could be like, you know, this is taking too much of your time. You don't do this. You don't do that. Because of her, I'm able to balance everything out like my, my, my work life, my family life, and my my music, it's all balanced because of her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say she's my biggest supporter. And I get the unbiased thing, because you don't want a yes man in your corner when it comes <laughs> to something like that. Because when everybody else is like, that's garbage, and your wife's going, no. Baby is good. And you're like, well, my wife says it's good. Of course she does. She loves you. We try right. to tell you it's garbage. <laughs> you you right. up your game. So yeah, ain't nothing like um, that hardcore straight honesty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even protects- if it might sting a little bit, but. Right. She protects me too, um, which mm-hmm. is, I appreciate. Like, because being in this industry, you're going to find like a lot of false people. Um, you know, a lot, I know it's a surprise to hear that that's in the gospel industry, but it is. Um, it's in every industry. You know, you got the people that say, I'm going to do this for you. You know, all you got to do is, you know, come with me. I'll make sure you're straight, you know. And then, you you know, you put all your hopes and dreams in that person's belief in you, and then they turn around and be shysty. And I've, I've wow. run, run into that a few times, and she was always there, like, she's always there, like, surveying people. Like mm-hmm. telling me to be careful. Like you know, I don't. I'm not too sure about this person. You might want to just kind of fall back. And I, and I've learned to listen to her. Sound like she has uh, the gift for discernment. Yeah. 
and it's been paying off. Yeah, it sounds like it. So what advice would you give someone who's trying to come up in the gospel industry? Um, don't compromise. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever vision God gave you or is giving you, don't let anyone change it because I, I find that some folks want, sometimes if you're up and coming, they will try to mold you into another version of themselves. Instead of you following the vision that God gave you. So I would say don't compromise. And mm-hmm. also like in any, in any part of the industry, because any event that you enter into the mainstream by, by some blessing, you enter into the mainstream there's a chance where those industry execs may try to come, you know, try to change your message, try to water it down, try to change your image and things like that to make you look more appealing to, you know, you might have to strip down a little bit, like show a little leg, you know, show mm-hmm. a little And that might, if that's not what God is telling you to do, then don't do don't it. Don't do it. Right. You know, you got to maintain, maintain your, your integrity. Like don't don't trade in your integrity for the fame and the fortune because at the end of the day you're gonna be an unsung talking about the, all the mistakes that you've made and all the things that happen. No, not unsung. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at old video clips of you, <laughs> right? And so, you know, try not don't compromise and whatever God gives you, you stay with stay on that path. Mm-hmm. You know, because the devil will come and offer you the world, if you just, just, just take God out of this song, that's what it starts with. Take God out of this song and just make it an inspirational song. Change it to love. Change it to love. Yeah. Or you got this one gospel song, but then the rest can be, you can talk about sex, drugs, and money, but then you right. can just put one gospel song on there. Give it on the last God. song, the very last uh, song. After yeah. them, everything else, then you now we want to on, on the B side. <laughs> <laughs> that is true facts. So, what's next for you? Um, so, um, I just uh, released another single called uh, Times Like This. Um, I mm-hmm. just released that last month featuring my sister, Just Danielle. Salute to her, produced by Grammy Award winning Jonathan Smith. Salute to him. Um, but that's for me, um, it's pushing that. And also, um, me and Go Ye, salute to him and, uh, and, uh, the Mad Saint, uh, entertainment where I'm working on an EP called the Mad Saint project. Um, it's going to be five songs only to, you know, us doing our first project together as Mad Saint. So, um, that, that should be coming like probably close to the middle of summer. Um, uh, so, uh, course mad saint volume seven i'm in the planning stages of that so it's a lot going on so uh kindred award is coming up kindred awards is coming up in delaware salute to tim ewing i've been nominated uh for best collaborations with my brother uh matthew shepherd aka loudmouth congratulations thank you thank you so we'll be um attending that at the end of this month june 25th um in delaware so um be on the lookout for that prayerfully we bring the trophy home if not, it's just an honor to be nominated. Tim Ewing does a great job uh, with that platform, giving us artists an opportunity to showcase our, our gifts and to be rewarded for it. So salute to mm-hmm. him. 
Um, so how can people find you? They can find me. Uh, my social media, my um, Instagram is Rush Shanks Music. My uh, Facebook is Rush Shanks 443. And my YouTube is also Rush Shanks 443. So, um, okay. and uh, you can also find me on TikTok at uh, Rush Shanks Music as well. Okay, and music on Spotify. Music on Spotify, uh, iTunes, all the digital, Deezer, all those places you can find it. All right, here's the last one. Mm-hmm. If you have any song, be your theme song, that's not your song, when you walked into a room, what would it be and why? Um, Let me think. Uh, what would be my song? Oh my goodness. I don't know. I would, you said it couldn't be my song, right? Cannot be your song, because that's too easy. Okay, so, okay, so off the top of my head, it would mm-hmm. be the next movement by the roots. Okay, all right, and why? Besides, I know the, the obvious reason, because of boys your dude, but, right. but why? But because of what the hook says. Keep listening. Stop what you're doing. Set it in motion. It's the next movement. We okay. got the hot music, the hot music. So it's like when I walk in the room, I'm bringing the hot music. You need to keep mm. listening. Stop what you're doing because I'm about to set it in motion. <laughs> it's the next movement. Okay. That's a good one. Now you're going to put that on heavy rotation when you get in the cars. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know what? You was a complete and total delight. Thank you so much for doing this. My pleasure. And when you get that next cipher out and the next music video out, please let me know. I would love to showcase it if you allow me to. I would love to do so. Thank you so much. Did you know Roller Church Girl is live? That's right. Roller Church Girl has gone live. As a matter of fact, this very episode was recorded live. You can see it on LinkedIn. Facebook, and YouTube. And if you would like to be on Royally Church Girl or just learn more about yours truly, go to www.royallychurchgirl.com, shoot me an email, and let's see what we can do with that thing. What are you waiting for? Hit that subscription button so you will never miss another episode. And as always, thanks for joining your one and only Royal Church Girl.